This is McLean Mannix, and you're listening to Pack Center. This episode of Pack Center is brought to you by Evoke Fitness. If you are in the Reno area and looking for a new gym, Evoke Fitness is your place to go. On September 10th, Evoke Fitness is starting yet another 30-day challenge where the goal is to complete more than 35 classes during the time frame and lose the most body fat while improving your endurance. To look at times and classes, go to evokefit.com. That's evokefit.com. By participating in the challenge, you get access to all the trainers at Evoke Fitness plus a Plus a free t-shirt, which is nice. If you sign up from now until September 4th, it is one low price. But after the 4th, the price goes up. If you mention Pack Center while signing up, you will receive 10% off. What up, Wolfpack Nation? It is the host of Pack Center, Garrett Hirschberg, here with my co-host, Kevin. Kevin, how's the first day or couple days of school been treating you so far? You know, it's been pretty good. Uh, my classes don't start till tomorrow. I had work today, but, you know, it's great to see everybody back on campus. Campus, you know, you got that atmosphere of everybody here. So, you know, with that being said, um, yeah, I'm also excited for the football season coming up. Uh, the first day means it's one day closer to the first football game. You're right. This is coming out on Wednesday as it normally did last year. Uh, last week we just ran behind schedule and we posted it on Thursday. But this being said, Wednesday, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, it's two days away from the first football game, and everyone has to be excited for that. We play Portland State. Uh, they're a D2 uh, football program. They're in the Big Sky Conference. But I think a lot of people are expecting Nevada to blow them out. But I feel like this is something Nevada, this can be a trick game for Nevada. No, it definitely can. You know, you have those games where you over or you underestimate your opponent and then you start slipping. This is definitely a game that uh, the pack should handle pretty easily. Obviously, last year they had a dismal record. Um, I believe they went 0-11 somewhere around there at that point. So uh, the biggest problem, though, is the coach has got to be coaching these players. You know, don't uh, play down to their level. Keep playing at the same level we're going to play at this whole season and set the tone for the rest of the season. We go out there and we just, you know, wipe the field with them. Uh, it'll be a great season. Uh, if we struggle a little bit and we barely squeak out this win, it's going to be a tough one. But this is definitely uh, something we got to take care of business this weekend. I feel like Nevada definitely needs to handle its handle the competition because last year we mentioned they lost to Idaho State. It was a close game, but it, Idaho State was a team Nevada should have beat. Granted, last year when we played them, uh, Idaho State, a team that's in the big sky, uh, we started freshman quarterback Cayman Kiriton. But this time coming into the season, this offseason, we know who the starting quarterback is. And that's one thing I think that's important because last year, QB battle between David Cron uh, Cornwell and uh, Ty Ganji, where Ty Ganji ultimately won the won the, the won the battle. But this year, there's no one to really challenge uh, Ty Ganji. Yeah, so this is definitely going to be uh, a good start for him. Um, it'll be good for the team. Obviously, sometimes competition is good, but at the same time, that comes with a cost because you know you practice that whole week with both quarterbacks taking first team reps. Um, it's going to throw it off for the game. That way, you know, if we got one solid quarterback, we know we're set on that role. We can start focusing on some other things that we're lacking in. Um, so definitely it's, it's going to be a nice change this year to see us actually have a solid starter at quarterback. But do you think this hurts uh, Ty Ganji's, like, what, like, what is mental, like, like him mentally? Because, like, last year he was fighting for his job. This year he has a comfortable lead position, lead over the backup. Do you think, like, that hurts him in any way? I don't think so too much. Uh, I think him going through that battle last year – definitely helped him out a lot and gave him that experience of, you know, being able to fight for his spot. I think um, with him 
actually, you know, this year he's going to uh, appreciate it a lot more because he knows what it's what it's like to be that second string and to, you know, sit behind. So it, I don't think it's going to mess him up too much mentally. Um, it'll let him focus more so on the game. I mean, last year he was probably more so focusing on the other guy, making sure he can beat him out. This time he's more so focusing on uh, Portland State. And one thing I think that, that does help Ty Ganji is the return of his like a good amount of his offense. You have Brandon O'Leary Orange, he comes back. McLean Mannix, who's a star freshman, came coming back. You, and then you have Kelton Moore, uh, and then they also recruited a bunch of young, young, talented athletes to not only play at wide receiver, you can play running back, you can play defense, and that's one thing I think that's great, especially in college football recruiting. You recruit athletes. It's what we see a lot with what Mus- with with what Musselman does in basketball. He recruits positionless players. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing I think um, definitely will help this offense. And we were at practice last Friday or last Thursday, and here's what McLean Mannix said on who he should expect to be a breakout wide receiver. Uh, we got two really good freshmen, uh, Cole Turner and Romeo Dubs. So, I mean, I expect them to have – they're going to have a good year this year, both of them. What do you expect – what are your expectations for this offense – uh, you know, I expect the not the you know we're gonna go out and win the Mountain West, but I expect good success with our offense. Obviously, uh, that's what we'd like to do on offense is go out there, hurry up and score, and we like to put up a lot of points. So I'm excited for that. That's definitely gonna be exciting to watch. Um, I expect great things out of this offense. Hopefully, the defense picks it up on their side, so it gives the offense a little bit more time to put up more points. So it goes hand-in-hand hand with the offense and defense, but I do expect some good things out of this offense. Obviously, like we talked about earlier, um, Ganji's at starting quarterback. He's got most of his offense coming back. He's got versatile guys at each position, so that's going to help him out a lot. So I'm really, I got some high hopes for these guys. Um, so the bar is pretty set, pretty high. But obviously, they can always uh, rise to the challenge and overcome that, and you know, um, be even more successful than I'm thinking. Now, one thing. Now, one thing that definitely is helpful this off season as compared to last off season, you have the returning coaches. The coaches, for the most part, stayed the same, and I think that's one thing that helps with the player development, especially with the strength and conditioning coach, because not every strength and conditioning coach have the same uh, regimen and like what they want to see out of their improvement. Now, here's, Mc, uh, here's what McLean Mannix had to say about his first full offseason as a college athlete. I mean, it was great. I mean, Coach Simmons, I put on – he uh, he works as hard. I mean, I put on 20 pounds over the offseason. I got a lot faster. All my uh, tests went up, and it was just great getting in shape and being ready for the D1 games this year. Now, how important do you think it is for, like, the strength and conditioning programs to be top-notch? That's definitely – that's the – I like to say is the building block for the rest of the team is, yeah, you can go out there on, on Saturday or Friday and you can go out and compete. Um, but if you're not preparing Monday and Tuesday by hitting those weights, you know, making sure you're in shape, then come Saturday you're just going to, you know, fall flat. So it all comes in preparation. You know, you got to be in good shape. Not that these guys are in bad shape, but they got to be ready for the upcoming game. they got to be ready for the fast pace, high-intense offense that we run and the defense that's going to have to battle a lot for our team. So strength and conditioning is a huge part. Obviously, it's great to have a returning coach in that position um, so we can have some familiarity. Like last year, we were trying to still figure it out. This is our second year with the guy. So it's definitely nice to um, have some familiarity. Um, but you definitely got to have some strength, especially on that uh, O-line and that D-line right there. You got to have that strength to battle in the trenches down there. If you've been following Chris Murray's articles all offseason, one thing that he's noted is that 
Nevada has bulked up its offense and defense, or especially its defensive line. And I think that's one that's something important because stopping the run game is something that we saw Nevada struggle with last year. And I think building the trenches up is something that's very versatile to a defense. Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, you can't, as a defensive line, you can't just get run over. You got to get through that offensive line of the other team, and you got to stop that run game. A run game just kills you because it just wears you down play after play after play, and then it starts to open up, you know, the passing game. So we definitely, I'm really glad. I was following those articles as well. I'm really glad to see them bulking up on that defensive line, getting those big guys, getting them bigger and stronger to fight through that line and, you know, go through the trenches and, you know, hopefully get to that running back and hopefully get to that quarterback and get some uh, loss of yards for them. This defense definitely seeing some changes this year as uh, star D and Malik Reed now moves to linebacker. Here's what he had to say about the position change. I've never knew this much about defense, I would say. I uh being able to see more of the defense, I think that's been the biggest change for me. But as the spring went on, I got more comfortable with it, and I feel really good about it right now. Now, how do you think? If, how do you think if you're a player? How do you think you would take react to getting like you played three years at one position and then moved to a different position for your senior year? It's definitely a change. Um, obviously, I have no experience with it football, but other sports I've had experience with it. It's definitely a change, but these guys were recruited for a reason. They're college athletes for a reason because they're athletes first and foremost, and they are able to play the different positions. They're not set in their ways as some professionals are, but they're still young enough to actually go out there and change their ways and learn something new. So, And that's the thing we talked about earlier on the show is we're starting to recruit athletes, you know, multi-tool guys that can play the different positions just like Musselman does with the basketball team. Um, so I think it's going to be a struggle for a little bit, but I have faith in some of these guys, especially that guy right there, um, being able to move to that other position and still produce for offense. Obviously the coaching staff has faith in him that he can do it. Otherwise they wouldn't have made the decision. So the player we're talking about is obviously Malik, Malik Reed. He said, uh, he's, we, it's been reported that he's moving from DN to linebacker and as reports as what we talked about with him is. He doesn't know what type of position he'll be. He'll he can do a versatile, a multiple, multiple multitude of things. Whether it's uh, rush the passer, drop back into coverage, and and this was surprisingly this was a move not only made by not made by the defensive coordinator Jeff Castile, but this was a move made by head coach Jay Norvell, who is an offensive minded coach, but he also has ties to the defense as he was a DB in college. Do you think? Uh, who, who's right is it, or whose idea, or who do you think should have made the move? Would it, do you think it should have been Coach Norvell, or do you think it should have been uh, the defense coordinator, Jeff Castile? Honestly, it's Norvell's team. Uh, he's head coach for a reason. Uh, the university has trusted him with uh, the proper tools and the faith of him to actually make good decisions. Obviously, he played DB. Um, so he has some experience on defense, even though he is more of an offensive-minded coach. I think most coaches, a lot of coaches nowadays, are offensive-minded. That's just where the game has gone over the years is more offensive-minded. So I still think it's Norvell's decision. Um, but obviously the defensive coach does have some say in it. So it may have been Norvell's final decision, but I'm sure trusting him, trusting our head coach, he probably talked to the defensive coach and said, hey, look, this is what I want to do. What do you think about it? And probably got his opinion. So I don't think this was a unilateral decision. He probably had um, people behind the scenes and behind closed doors talking about this. 
But in in all in all, it is the head coach's job. Uh, that's one of his responsibilities is to manage every portion of the game. Uh, the defensive coach and offensive coach and special teams and every other coach are uh, slightly below him on the chain of line. But I believe Norvell probably did talk to them out of respect. And he's that type of coach where he wants to get different opinions. And he understands that he's more of an offensive-minded coach. So he's going to talk to these coaches. So I don't think it was fully his decision, but, you know. With Malik Reed being uh, being one of the star defensive ends last year, it'll be interesting, and him moving to linebacker, as we stated, it'll be interesting to see who on the D-line steps up in his absence. Now, we're not sure who that would be, but it'll be interesting to see come Friday who who steps up and see like who has who gets the, forces the most pressure, gets sacked as an impact in the running game. But with that being said, it's time to do you remember what you gave the prediction for this game last last week um you know i can't remember i'd probably put us at a win um yeah we, we both gave it a win for sure and yeah. i this is something that i think if nevada does play play to its capability it should be able to get a dominating victory and then take that momentum as they play vanderbilt next week mm-hmm. but we'll talk about that on next week's show but if you have to give a score prediction what do you give um, you know, I can't say a set score. Um, I think we're going to have at least uh, uh, two to three touchdown um, domination of them. See, at the time of this recording, we have no line. The, the, the betting odds have not come out yet, but Nevada is a heavy favorite. I would imagine Nevada is a heavy favorite. Yeah. Uh, I'd give them, if I were to have to predict, pick, if I were to have to pick, I would say 42 to 17. Okay, so... I would I would have Nevada handily winning, but I don't. I think Nevada, if Nevada's smart, it sh- it should get receive the ball to start the game, and then this just kicks off the momentum for the season. Re- and hopefully, what hopefully would happen is that Nevada would score a first possession touch, would first drive touchdown. Yeah. Now, are you going to the game this week? Um, unfortunately, I will not. I'll be out of town for a wedding. Um, but I will be in the pews looking at my phone watching the game. So. Uh, I'll be following the game. Don't worry. Now we will be the Pack Center will be there. It's it's no question we will be there. But one thing to note is that with this being the first home game of the year, this should be one of the biggest crowds. Oh, definitely. It's uh, it's gonna be one of the biggest cl- uh, crowds. Um, obviously, running the wolves is this uh game, the first home game where all the you know new incoming freshmen can run on the field and lead the team. Um, it's definitely the first game. Everyone's excited. We haven't seen football in nine or ten months, so everyone's excited to get back into it, get in those stands of Mackey, uh, get that place rocking. Um, so we'll get a lot of excitement from these um, from these new freshmen. We'll get a lot of excitement for guys and guys and girls that have been here for years and years and years, and obviously get some alumni into those stands. So it's going to be a great atmosphere. I think that's going to what's going to help Nevada a lot is the atmosphere of the crowd and getting everyone out there for it. Um, so unfortunately, like I said, I won't be there. and I'm going to be very disappointed, uh, but I had a commitment to the, go to that wedding, but I'll be definitely cheering on. Um, but it'll help a lot, Nevada a lot and the team. Um, we get a lot of people out there in those stands. So one thing I think that definitely football has done is that it's starting to take marketing approaches from basketball as if you didn't see it over the weekend, they did five dollar tickets and like they they like slashed the prices on I think concessions. 
So I think that's the only thing that definitely to intrigue fans to go. But I do think fans are still bitter over or sour over the way last season went. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, last season, unfortunately, was a disappointment. Um, but with that being said, we've got a bunch of you know incoming freshmen that weren't here for last season. So they have a completely fresh mindset. Obviously, I think hopes are higher for this season for this team, especially with Norvell um, and the whole coaching staff coming back. Um, and it'll it'll definitely um, – I think we got higher hopes for this season. I think we did our predictions last week, and we got them easily beating last year's record easily by yeah, the first couple we, of weeks. We had them – We our, both of ours went them 7-5. and five. But it's also like you have to be skeptical with this team because – not a lot changed from this from last year to this year, and I don't know what gives us like what gives fans hope. Sure, I get for us as being media people, we we have to remain neutral, although we are pretty biased towards one specific team. Of but like, but like, it's it's hard to like remain positive on on the airwaves when the team is not good. Mm-hmm. And that's that's always a hard thing. And that's that's the thing is. The football team has to realize, and I think um, we've talked about it with the marketing, is they have to realize that, um, yeah, they can do marketing techniques like basketball, but unless they have the success that basketball is having right now, they're not going to have those stands filled or, you know, those stands filled. Um, I think going back to what you said, we haven't had much change from last year. Yeah, that's it's a bad thing in a sense, but also at the same time, I think it's a really good thing because we've had the same core guys group of guys there that we've been able to work on you know you get into a routine with these guys and you get a, a mindset with a whole bunch of these guys staying together um we didn't have a bunch of people graduate we had the same coaching staff come back um we've got a familiar quarterback at at the position so i think it's a bad thing in the sense that yeah something may have been done but at the same time it could have been it's gonna i think it's gonna be a good thing because these people these guys got to work together for two straight years now. They've got to um, – they've built that chemistry and that bond that they have now. So it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, we can make all these predictions and we can talk all we want. But, um, you know, Saturday they're going to have to put up or shut up. Now, we mentioned the running of the Wolves. That should be a great crowd for freshmen. What do you think – what do you expect for the crowd of students who are not freshmen who witnessed last year? Because last year, at the end of the game, towards the end of the season, the student section was minimal. Yeah, and I think that just kind of comes with towards the end of the year. Obviously, towards the end of the year, it gets a lot colder. People are less likely to go out for the games. Um, and towards the end of the year, you've got basketball and other sports picking up. And basketball is going to take away from people because, A, it's indoors, so you don't have to freeze your butt off. But B, you know, you gotta notice that basketball is performing a lot better. Obviously, last year, Sweet Sixteen. Um, but but you mentioned basketball and these sports, they overlap a few weeks, but the games are never on the same time. At the same time, it's not like you have two competing events at like going on no, at the same time. Of course not. No, what I what I mean that you've got to compete with basketball is in the sense of you get that vibe and that, you know, um, feeling, oh, it's basketball season. Obviously the games aren't on the same time, but you know, you it's already it's the first day of school and everyone's still um talking about the basketball season yeah everyone's talking about the football season but basketball season doesn't start till october the hype for it is unbelievable so you got to realize that the closer it gets the higher it gets and people tend to forget about the football team especially if they're not winning uh to go back to your original question about 
all the people that aren't freshmen going to these games. Obviously, we had uh, you know a bad taste in our mouth after last season. It was kind of hard to watch in the stands and on the TV of our team just you know performing badly. But at the same time, I feel like um, Nevada fans are faithful. Um, we're going to be going out to these games. Uh, hopefully, if we have success early on in the season, that'll um, lead into some more uh, crowd sizes, better crowd sizes towards the end of the year. Um, but like like if we've we've been keep saying for these past two weeks is the team has to perform. They have to get it done on that field. If they don't get it on that field, no marketing technique in the world is going to let um, – the, that attendance grow you have to be a successful team to go watch them play i mean just look at the pros there's a lot of people not going to games because they just suck you know that's just that's just how it goes whether whatever sport it is basketball football baseball baseball's the worst on that you got a team that's dead last there's barely any people in those stands and that's you know a 50 60 thousand people stand uh, it's the kind of same way with college football um it's the big thing but at the end of the day, it is college football, guys. So I think uh, that's what's going to get these people out into those stands. Yeah, just one last thing before we take a break real quick is make sure to be there. The game time is at 6 o'clock. Get there early for pregame festivities. I'd recommend going tailgating. It's Nevada, Nevada tailgate is actually fun. Like You see people who bring their RVs out. You'll see people bring their RVs out Thursday night. They camp out uh uh, like not not necessarily for this game, but you, know, you see people with their RVs. They have big grills. They, they it's it's a lot of fun. Like if you just go walk by, and I think that's one thing with Nevada. Like it's we're a pretty big like school for tailgating. Oh. We, we might not have like the area to tailgate, but if but for those areas for the area which we do have tailgating, it's pretty big. There's there's a lot of tailgating on on obviously in the parking lot north of the stadium there's a lot of tailgating going on, but there's also a lot of people don't realize this and a lot of people off campus don't realize this is we've got um the tailgating or not really tailgating but they call it tailgating right there at the El Weekend Fitness Center in the Joe Plaza right there they've got that going on where they've got games uh, free T-shirts going on a lot of people show up to that they've got food they usually get it catered by canes and such so they always got food going on there. Um, like, like you said, we may not have the biggest space to tailgate, um, but we do, uh, get down and party a little bit. Obviously if they're not tailgating, they might be across the street at the wall, you know, just having some fun there, pre-gaming there. So, you know, it's like, it goes back to what I said. It's college football. This is one of the best things about going to college and, you know, the, the aesthetic of college is, you know, Saturday nights or Saturday days, going out to watch your team win or lose, drink some beers, have some hot dogs. You know, good old American fun. Uh, and let's just let's make sure to pack Mackie this weekend. We hope to see you you guys all there. And after we come after the break, we will talk about the rising success of Nevada soccer. We are back talking about Nevada soccer, and in retrospect to last year, they have been off to an incredible start this year. They are 3-0-1 after this weekend. Last week, we sat down with Ellie Small, uh, midfielder for soccer, and she was she was talking. She That was a great interview. Oh, it, it definitely was. Uh, it was really nice talking to her. Um, it was really cool getting to know her as an individual, but also getting some more information on this soccer team. 
obviously not a lot of people know what's going on with the soccer team. Um, they don't n- not necessarily they don't know that this is the best start that they've had in over a decade. You know, three zero and one. Um, they are just killing it out on Mackey and killing it across the country where they're traveling to. Um, hopefully. Uh, they continue this, and hopefully a lot of people find out and start going to these games. Um, it'll be really nice for them to have some support out there. Obviously, Ellie talked about it last week. Is um, They're even seeing such an increase in attendance. It's unbelievable. I think it has to do with a lot, like she said, new marketing techniques, promotional nights that they got going on. So it's really nice to see them succeeding. I think it goes hand-in-hand hand with the 1868 succeeding so well. Uh, they're definitely creating an atmosphere in this city of soccer which is nice to see um and it's starting to kick off really well yeah you're right and one thing i think that's important to note is when looking at the schedule in general they have seven total home games and we've only played one and we've already played one of them so i think that it is important to go out and support this team because there is not as many opportunities as it as there are for basketball baseball or softball or sports of that nature where you split series like home like home and away rather than there's only six more home games left and i think it's very important to go out and support these athletes because they they are athletes they do they do feed off the crowd they do feed off the energy and if no one's there then i think they they don't play as well yeah it's not it's it's basically um i remember back when i had had cloud crowds not clouds um you know, not show up. It kind of feels almost as if you're scrimmaging or practicing. So you don't, in your mental state, you don't feel like it's a game situation. You almost feel, even though you know it is a game and it matters, you get that sense that it is like almost a scrimmage, you know, or just, you know, a practice. So if you get that crowd out there, it gets the players in the right mindset, uh, it gets the coaches in the right mindset, and, you know, that high-intense energy that sports need and have is uh finally in there so definitely wolfpack fans if you're listening uh whether you like soccer or not i guarantee you go to a soccer game you're gonna love it but definitely go check out these girls they are just kicking butt um and you know making headway in the mountain west conference so all you other schools out there be prepared so yeah speaking of we spent Nevada soccer spent the weekend in in the state of utah where they faced weber state on Friday, they drew. They ended up with a draw that day when the score was zero zero. But they did happen to beat Southern Utah two to one last year because, and this was a revenge game from last year. Nevada did lose to them last, lose to Southern Utah last year. So it was good to see them get the win. Freshman sensation Peyton Lee scored yet another goal. This is four games and three goals for her. It's absolutely incredible. It's 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 insane if you think about it. Honestly. A lot of freshmen come in and they're kind of, you know, a little anxious and they don't know what to do. It's definitely a step up for them, you know, playing high school to play in college now. But Payne is just kicking butt. She's made the transition so easily. Obviously, it's early yet in the season. They've only played four games. But unbelievable. Goal after goal after goal. Uh, folks, if you're listening, you know, start uh, trying to get her autograph now because she's going to be something else coming in the future. Out of the five goals Nevada have scored this season, she has scored three of them. It's un- it's unbelievable, Garrett. You know, uh, watching her stat line, watching her, you know, Ellie was talking about she just comes in with headers over there. Uh, she's just kicking butt. She's clutch. We talked about the clutch gene last episode. Um, this freshman is unbelievable. She's got that Michael Jordan-esque, you know, clutch in 
in game time situations. Um, and it's, it's incredible to think about is she's still got three more years. She's a freshman for crying out loud. She's got three more years if she stays with us and she's just going to kill it. I know she is. So Peyton, if you're listening, uh, we're all excited here in the studio to hear about your success and keep on keeping on lady. Yeah. And not to mention her, fr- her freshman year is still going, like there's still a ton of play left in the season for, for schools only just started. But one thing I think that really is overlooked is defense is the defense of this Nevada team. We've only allowed two goals in four games, and we're three zero and one, which I think is absolutely incredible. It is it is incredible defense. Um, I've always been defensive minded myself. Um, a great defense does lead to a great offense because it leads to different opportunities. I'm sure Payton's thanking her uh, back line back there um, and her goalie for just keeping up and you know keeping the game tight so she can go in there and score that last winning goal or score that winning goal. Um, so defense definitely has been kicking butt. Um, they're doing a great job. That goalie back there is just save after save, um, keeping it tight for uh, the offense out there. So yeah, defense is doing really great. Now, how do what if you're if you're Nevada soccer? What do you do to entice people to come out to their next games? Honestly, they just got to get the word out that they're having such a success. Uh, I talked about it last episode. Is you know, as a freshman last year, I didn't really even know we had a soccer team until like two months two months into the season. Um, they're doing so far with the promotional night, doing theme nights. Um, they just gotta. I think they gotta market it more that they're having a success. You know. Um, if it need be, if the fo- if the football team isn't doing good, they can market it that way and be like, come see a winning team at Mackey, you know. Um, throw a little shade, but not too much. Um, but definitely uh, better marketing when it comes to um, letting them know that this is a successful team at the university. Uh, the fans will come out to see some wins. So, You heard it here first. We are all in on Nevada soccer this year, and we keep wishing them the best of luck, especially as they face their next opponent. And this week, they do face – they traveled to California to face uh, St. Mary's. So we wish them the best of luck. Their game is Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Uh, make sure to follow along live on Twitter. And uh, I believe you can watch the game, but I'm not sure where. So be, follow Nevada soccer's uh, Twitter account. Uh to, to see where you can watch the game. And we were going to take a quick break and then jump into the final segment. Thank you for listening to us on however you may be listening to us. Rather, whether it's on iTunes or SoundCloud, we appreciate the listen and we appreciate all the support you have given our media channel over the over the years. But getting back to Nevada sports, soccer isn't the only team that's off to an incredible start. Volleyball is off to an impressive start as they had a very successful weekend, uh, part of the UC Davis Classic or tournament. They uh, went two and one on the weekend, beating Northern Arizona three to one, beating Holy Cross three to zero, but then losing to UC Davis three zero. Are you surprised with how they've started? Um, I'm not too surprised. Um, 
I'm really excited that they're off to a great start. Obviously, just like soccer, they kind of struggle sometimes when it comes to attendance. Um, a lot of people don't know about the volleyball team, unfortunately. Um, and a lot of freshmen don't know about it, even though they are probably the closest athletic to them playing the Virginia Street Gym right there. Um, so it's very, I'm very happy that they're off to the start they are. Um, it's going to be good for athletics in general. I always love to see those stands packed, whether it's Mackey, Lawler, or the Virginia Street Gym. Um, I'm not too surprised a little bit. Uh, I kind of expected them to be off to this not not as hot as a start as they are, but I, I expected them to be successful. So it's very nice to see them go into that uh, tournament with Davis over there and come out with a 2-1 uh, win-loss record. So I'm happy to see that they're succeeding. So last year, Nevada started out 2-1 and one in volleyball, but then they proceeded to lose nine straight games. Yeah, and that's that's definitely that's going to be a killer. <laughs> Obviously, nine straight games is going to kill uh, your team morale. Um I don't think they're going to pull the same stunt this year with nine games in a row lost. I don't see it happening. Obviously, they've probably prepared for this. They're like they're probably talking right now going, "Hey, we were 2 and 1 last year. This is right about the point we went in nine game losing streak. Um what do we do to um not do that again?" So, I think they're prepared. Um obviously, history repeats itself. So, um, let's see if it repeats itself in a good way um, so they don't do that. Hopefully they learn from their mistakes of last year. Yeah, and you're right. This is, does take into account the fact that we need to at least win some more games because last year we went 10-20. and 20. As we stated on the show last week, that's not very good in, in any sport. But I think if we get out and continue to win and continue maybe to have a winning, a winning record, it would be good. Well, one player in particular, Jamil Minor, or Jamila Minor, has been killing it this week. Pun intended. She has 44 kills in three games, which is very good. Yeah, no, she's she's absolutely destroying it. Uh, it's really uh, cool uh, to see them succeed like this, especially with her. Um, just like we were talking about with Payton in soccer, it's really nice to have that one, uh, not necessarily star, but that one player that's just killing it in a way that you know the crowd can get behind and actually follow somebody it's not it's kind of hard um with the not bad choice of words not lower level sports but the less popular sports on our campus so if we get that not superstar but that one person that's just killing it like Peyton is in soccer and like she is with volleyball it's really nice for the fans to get behind that and it gives them even more motivation to go see um these two women play and just kill it and i think to what you were saying, I think these sports need a face to the program, someone that players can recognize for a significant amount of time. Like, for instance, I like when you say the Golden State Warriors, your first thing, your first thought is Steph Curry. Exactly. So you need that fate. You need that face to the program, and that's one thing I think with soccer. We have Peyton Lieb, who I think fans will start recognizing what she's doing, and it'll be impressed. And it might. It might bring people to games. It might not. It, it all it all depends because these sports are interesting to see. It's interesting to see like the fan interaction, like graph to see like how many people show up for certain events. Because the one sport that truly is consistent in its fans is only men's basketball. 
Yeah, and that even that even with that, they have a face to the name. You think about it, they have multiple faces. Either you have the coach with Musselman, or you have the Martin twins. We'll consider them just one, or uh, Caroline, and now it's going to be Jordan Brown. It's I mentioned this on last episode. Is it is a business? It is a marketing business when it comes to these events and comes to these athletics and you do need a face to promote and a face to be representing your brand um whether it is in sports or business you know you think of uh, apple for example you immediately think of steve jobs microsoft you think of bill gates things like that you immediately when you're saying something your mind immediately brings it to a connection when it comes to basketball it's steph curry lebron james football it's usually tom brady it's things like that so you do need a face to the name, and I think these two teams are starting to find their face, especially with especially with Peyton over there in soccer, and obviously this young woman uh, in volleyball is just killing it, pun intended, with I believe it was 42 kills so Four, far. 44 and 3. 44, 44 kills, and it's just unbelievable. So it's good to see them have a face. Like I said, it is a marketing sports, so they just have to keep on doing what they're doing. Now this next – uh, set of games does not is not an easy trip to say the least is this weekend uh they travel to uh northern illinois in the the Calb, illinois to face uh part to take part in the northern illinois tournament where they face virginia northern illinois and northern kentucky now the only real program that stands out is virginia and they're just one of the most recognizable like sports programs i don't know if they're very, any good yeah, but it's just the fact that they do have a brand. It's Virginia. They're a big-name school back on the East Coast. So it's definitely going to be an interesting test for the team and see how they respond to it. Um, obviously, we don't know too much about the team when it comes to volleyball. Um, but other sports, um, they're not necessarily a powerhouse, but they're pretty consistent in their other sports. So I would assume they're probably consistent in this sport as well. Um, but at the same time, we're consistent as well in most of our sports with you know some exceptions. Um, so it's definitely a mental game with that is you got to, you know, get past the whole, oh, it's Virginia. It's a big name school type thing. You got to get past that. So I think the team will. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be a good test for them. This is the make or break time for the team. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. And I think Nevada does, or volleyball needs more of a sample size to know to truly make a determination whether or not they were they are good this year or not. Like last year, they weren't very good, and they started off the year. They started off their first tournament 2-1. and one. But with that being said, the show is wrapping up. Kevin, any final thoughts? Uh, basically, uh, Wolfpack fans, you're listening, any fans in general, uh, go to Mackey Stadium this weekend. Watch that first game. Um, watch these freshmen run on the field. Freshmen, if you're listening, uh, go, go to the Running of the Wolves. It's one of the greatest experiences you'll have at this college. Um, you get a shirt, you'll live it, and you'll remember it for a lifetime. Go out, pack that stands, you know, make that place rock this weekend. Um, uh, make up for me not being there. Um, and, you know, let's go kick some butt this weekend. Soccer, volleyball, keep on what you guys are doing. Football, let's have a great season. Yeah, to just add on to, Ke- to Kevin's point, let's even if you're not a freshman, you should make sure to come out to the game. What else are you doing this Labor Day Saturday, or Friday night? Uh, it's it's getting weird to say that we have one Friday game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Friday night, go to the game. Saturday, if you want to go to Tahoe, go to Tahoe. You got a three-day weekend. Um, go crazy on Friday. Um, let's win that game. And, you know, if we win that game, 
it's uh it's gonna be a party downtown so everyone just enjoy themselves this weekend and have a safe weekend yeah you're right have, make sure everyone have a safe labor day um and also for this uh, for the listeners that are students have a we hope you had a great syllabus week and we will talk to you guys next week